Hi there. Welcome to Divine Truth Sharing, Help for Humanity. I'm Reverend Catherine Kent, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. God bless. Hello, dear one. I've had a dream that feels prophetic. Viewed from a loving, trusting perspective, it bears very good news. First, I'll relay the dream, then my interpretation, which, keep in mind, will not be as literal as the dream. Start dream. It was a special day, and large gatherings of people were congregating to celebrate at outdoor festivals. As such, they were somewhat prepared, with clothing meant for the weather conditions and small parcels of lightweight provisions like food, water, and sunscreen. There was great excitement in the air due to the festivities and so many people coming together, and everyone was in a good mood. But there was also a special atmospheric something that caused people to be more reflective and pensive than usual. It wasn't fear. It was more like the sense of a deeper meaning that provoked important memories to arise and had souls focusing on what truly matters rather than surface appearances. At first, as people mingled, they ran into old acquaintances and had opportunities to reconnect and to share brief but important messages between them. In my case, I ran into someone with whom I had decades ago shared a treasured friendship that ended badly. This person felt I had wronged them, and certainly I had been mistaken in my approach. Primarily my communication had lacked finesse, but she'd misread my motives. I had always had love for her in my heart and was eager to make amends. I cited her, and ladies, you will appreciate this, in the public restroom. I was standing by the sink, and she was just entering the nearest stall. We were within two feet of each other. Her back turned towards me as she stepped in to use the toilet. Seizing the moment, I cried out her name with a smile and genuine joy and gladness. She turned to see who had spoken. Here, we were each presented with an opportunity, a personal crossroad for our relationship. Upon recognition of me, her face shut down completely, and she deadpanned with bristling hostility. I'm very busy today, and shut the stall door in my face, her lips pressed tightly, brooking no reply. Her rejection stung. My shoulders sagged, and I turned back to the sink to wash my hands. My head bowed. I breathed quietly under my breath. Bitch. I was hurt by my own reaction. Bitch is not a word I use, and I abhor name-calling. 
I believed I was past such pettiness. But I forgave myself, knowing that the intention behind my swearing was not malicious. Rather, it was merely a quick expression of my pain in the moment, like saying, ouch! Drying my hands, I softly became aware that there was a bevy of three or four women clustered just inside the restroom door. They had apparently entered together, stopping short as they'd witnessed our little scene. They looked at me in sympathy. Though they were strangers to me, I got the sense that they were no strangers to microdramas as they were not shy in piping up and expressing their support of me loudly enough for my one-time friend to hear. Passing instant judgment on the tiny situation they knew nothing about, they made their stance clear, firmly on the side of the one who had reached out rather than the one who chose to shut down. Our decades-old conflict had been reduced to its lowest common denominator, like a fifth-grade fraction on the school blackboard. But it, it felt right. And if I'm honest, their solidarity with me felt good. I exited the cocoon of the restroom straight into zinging activity. The halls of the large municipal building were swarming with people, everyone moving quickly in eager anticipation of the coming attractions for which we had all assembled, each with their own little errands to complete before finding their spectator spots outdoors. In the sea of moving faces, I again spotted a woman whom I had once known. In this case, as far back as elementary school, and had not seen since. I was delighted. Susie! I called out, and I still remembered her last name. In a flash, my vision saw her not as she was that day, but as she had been when I'd known her in the late 1960s. A slight, pretty, fair-colored girl with long, straight, whimsical hair and large, round, blue eyes, wearing a simple cotton dress that matched their sky-like hue. She turned at the sound of her name with her signature sweet smile, but was swept away in the bustle of bodies. I called out, I love you! as she disappeared from view. My soul disappointed at our imperfect reconnection, too fleeting and incomplete. Releasing a sigh, I shrugged my shoulders and hurried to my staked out spot outside. Once settled on my blanket on the ground, I felt energized by the crowd. The mood was convivial, and it was natural to join the conversation of a handful of collegiate males on the blanket behind me. One of them was telling his friends about a scientific exploration performed by a geoscience professor with whom he was acquainted. 
It was of a huge conical boring into the earth for information, and it revealed a prophecy. Major earthquakes on a grand scale that would happen all around the globe and would change everything worldwide very quickly. Yes, I concurred. We have received similar warnings. He looked up at me from where he lounged casually on his backside, propped up lazily on his elbows, his feet crossed loosely at the ankles. It's the 16th, he said, staring meaningfully into my eyes. That's today. I felt the impact of his words. At that moment, we, along with the crowd, instantly became aware of a sudden and ominous change in the weather. We'd been feeling the electric current of it coming all along. It had enlivened us and caused our reflective moods. But now it had turned swiftly into a very clear and present warning. The sky had grown dark. It loomed above us, the sinister gray of a giant storm. Clouds encircled us in a tight band that meant business. Haunting thunder rumbled in the not-so-distance, and lightning flashed across the heavens. At once, people were up on their feet, collecting belongings and moving to shelter. I did the same. Rapidly scanning my box of stuff, I chose only what I sensed was most important and could be easily carried. An avocado, a pear, and my water bottle. Then I went inside to meet up with my loved ones who were in an apartment upstairs, on sight with me, but as yet unaware. It was okay. I was there to warn them, and we would be together. End dream. I'm very encouraged by this dream because it bears good news. And here is my interpretation. First of all, remember that this prophecy is not literal. The date of the 16th is likely meaningless. The avocado, pear, and water meant to loosely represent any and all resources. While something like this scenario could happen, so could countless other scenarios that might have a similar outcome. It's a story with meaning, a parable. Two, it illustrates how easily and how naturally God can orchestrate a life-changing event in ways that will maximize the well-being of his children. What do I mean by that? Number three. People were gathered, their resources pooled, in a way that prepared them for what was coming, with gladness and happy anticipation, not 
fear. Number four, the coming together facilitated fortuitous connections, opportunities to share and confirm knowledge and information, as well as to make amends. And finally, number five, earthquakes destined in this dream to cause the bulk of the global shift cannot be seen approaching without the benefit of seismic equipment. But thunderstorms can, and they can take their sweet time, too. Hours to grow, hover, rumble, and warn in multiple and precise places simultaneously, large and small. They can even dissipate and move on when their message is no longer needed without so much as a drop of rain landing on a single soul, if it suits the Almighty. In this dream, the impending storm acted as a perfect warning. It galvanized the ready masses into appropriate action before a single raindrop fell. There are laws and God himself obeys them, but he retains dominion. Energy is transformable, and God can easily control such things as weather and even earthquakes, sending his divine love to calm or ignite according to his perfect purpose. To put all of this colloquially, change is constant. In fact, it might be argued that change is the only constant. And for major shifts, we get warnings and signs. We have opportunity to prepare. In our world today, we can see considerable upheaval in our societies as people everywhere grapple to address pressing concerns about which there are myriad and often opposing views. While this is happening, humanity is adjusting. Some are becoming more expansive Others are becoming more protective. These multitudinous concurrent shifts are blending together to create something new, something fresh. This is how humanity has always evolved. Over time, in localized spurts. Here's a pertinent example. Approximately 400 years ago, the world began to shift from the feudal lord societies to that which supported the communal well-being of large groups of people. Cities grew with their supportive structures and suburbs followed. Our tribes slowly morphed into modern nations, instituting new laws and policies intended to foster the common good. Astrologists tell us 
that in 2027 another such shift shall occur. Right on schedule. We can already sense it coming. We are breaking away from large governments that have become bloated, outliving their purpose. We are gradually moving toward more sustainable ways of being that will eventually have us living in harmony, not only with one another, but also with our planet. The impending shifts are arising from the creative impulses of individuals rather than the collective consciousness of tribes. In accordance with God's plan, we are casting aside societal or group strictures and embracing our unique, authentic, God-given gifts and personalities. Each soul was lovingly designed, created, and imbued with gifts and blessings for the whole. As we learn to align with our true natures and those who choose to align with God's divine love, much beauty, grace, and goodness will be born of the new shifts. All is well.